0: I'm Janika.
1: I'm Aisha. And I'm Cecilia. And And we are a
0: family. (laughs) I'm the mother. I'm the oldest daughter. And I'm the youngest. Welcome to our official first episode.
2: And if everybody's wondering what that means, we recorded a couple weeks back a different episode, which was our real first episode, but... um, That
0: was our unofficial episode.
2: It wasn't the best quality, so we had to redo it. Yes. And this is our first episode.
0: It is. Officially
2: released first episode. Exactly.
0: Yes. So, So if you're new and you didn't listen to the unofficial first episode.
2: It's no um, longer available. It's
0: no longer available. We'll probably take it down. Um, But the premise of our podcast is going to be, we will be sharing urban legends from across Asia.
2: Yep all asian urban legends creepy stories ghost stories anything and everything under that category
0: yes you may be wondering why asia it's because we're filipinos and we grew up in a very superstitious culture so we love anything and everything that is weird and supernatural that came from our mom
1: yes um and we also believe that it doesn't only fall on the Philippines that has a lot of um, superstition. Superstition. Other cultures in neighboring countries like Japan, China, Indonesia, Thailand, and all the other Asian countries would have the same um, cultural beliefs and stories
2: of that nature. Yeah. Yes. We totally believe that our neighboring, well, the neighboring countries do share some Similar stories, some similar urban legends, so that's basically where we're going to be getting our stories from, and also including some of the unknown Asian countries that people tend to forget, like India, the Middle East is part of Asia, and another one that's my favorite is Russia's part of Asia, and some people don't know that.
0: I didn't know that.
2: Well, Russia is a big country, so it borders two continents, I guess. It does. So part of Russia is in Asia, and then part of it is in Europe. Yes. But anyways, so... um,
0: That's... (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) So that's what you can expect from our podcast.
2: So um, we each will tell a story. We have not shared these stories with each other while we were researching it, so um, it's going to be fun, and it's really interesting because... I know a little bit of their stories but not a lot. Um and I don't I've already told them my story a little bit but I don't know if they remember it. I as much.
0: I think I do. Okay.
2: But it's my favorite one so I was really interested in that one.
0: Yes. So for our official episode 1, we've chose chosen to do stories from Japan. Japan, Japan is very well known for their horror movies, I feel. I feel like The scariest ones I've ever watched have been from Japan. Yeah. Um, If you're not familiar, there's like The Grudge. um, The Ring is from
2: Japan. Yes. So those are really... um, Creepy stories. Yeah. And actually, they're based on (laughs) on urban legends. Yes. Uh, They're so notorious for that stuff. It's just crazy.
0: Yeah. Japan is very... um, They're spiritually up there, I feel.
2: Are spiritually in tune?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah they are. They um, respect
2: their spirits
0: a lot.
1: A lot. Yes. It's their culture.
0: Okay, so who wants to go first? I, I think said, I want to
1: go first. I want to volunteer. Um, okay. The story I chose is very common. Uh, it's where the grudge and the ring came from. But um, the term they actually use is Yuri. I have to (laughs) Google this and make sure that I pronounce it correctly, but it's Yurei, Y-U-R-E-I. The meaning of this is a faint spirit or dim soul. Um, In the Japanese word, this is actually the ghost. So it basically really (laughs) translates to ghost. Excuse me. Yeah, it's actually, that's the term, ghost. That's how they call their ghosts. Oh, okay. Yuri. And um, there are different kinds of yuri. Really? Yes, it depends on how they die.
0: Oh, my interesting!
1: Gosh. Yeah, it depends on how they die. And the most famous one is also is the the grudge when you die um, with a vengeance. So you try to go back and come back
2: for revenge. For revenge. What what are they called? Uh, they're called well yuri. There's no special term for
1: them. Um, samples of that would be Onryo. Oh, that's it, right? It's the vengeful ghost Onryo. So that's the ta- uh, That's the kind of um, movie that we have seen so far, like the Grudge, the Grudge, the Ring. ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're You're very vengeful. vengeful. But others, oh, um, <clears throat> they have um, Funai Yure. It's a man or a woman who died at sea. Oh. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Particularly at sea? Yes, particularly at sea. So what does, uh, <coughs> um, what is it called? Funayuri?
2: Sorry if I'm butchering names. Please don't Funayuri. Funa Funayuri. Yuri. So yes. does it have an English translation to it? Like Dead Sea? <laughs>
1: no, it doesn't have a de- It doesn't have a translation. It's it's just sub classes of yuri. Okay. So. Okay. Depending on where they die or how they died, okay, and okay. what was the the emotion when they died. So basically, they have fune yuri. We have the onryo, mm-hmm. which is a vengeful one, and we also have um, ubume. ubume. Ubume is a mother who died in childbirth
0: oh it's so it's a sad.
1: sad one could be a sad one or could be one of those ghost stories that you would hear that the um, the ghost of a mother visiting the children children in oh. the hospital or something oh. like that or like the lost, movie yes mama yes what do you say
0: that's how <laughs> <mom, mama. laughs> <So, laughs> so, so the little so girl scary. was saying it in the movie, <laughs> if you guys watched it, that's how she would say "mama." She would really say it. <laughs> she would really she just, say it like that. Seriously, you sound like a doll. <laughs> Mama, that's scary. Another a um, scary story to tell
1: these days? I guess <laughs> doll stories. Oh my
2: god.
1: Okay, and um, they also have a particular term for vengeful ghosts
2: from the aristocratic class. So wait. <laughs> the The other one, the vengeful ghost, is she from the ordinary class? that,
1: that one is when something wrong has done to him or her. That's okay. the that's the the onlio. But this one, if you're in aristocratic class, you would be called goryo, G-O-R-Y-O. So interesting, very interesting, <laughs> very 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 interesting indeed. They have different kinds of. Of um, subclasses of their ghosts. I know that's I know. actually. Really interesting. I wonder if we have that here in, the states. in the states. Do we have different cl- classes of ghosts?
2: I don't know. No, I think people we just, just call describe them, them vengeful ghosts, sad ghosts, ghosts. Isn't there a movie called Thirteen Ghosts that kind of does a classification of ghosts for Americans?
0: No, um, I think it was just a description of like how they died or something, but nothing could because I feel like this one is so- Specific? so specific to their country and that's how they call it, um, but I feel like 13 13 ghosts were just so that they could name the 13 ghosts individually. Okay. So that's a different story. Like, I don't think they use it in general, like- Okay. They don't reference that movie and be like, okay, that ghost seems like the wailing woman from the 13 ghosts.
2: Okay.
1: It's just that they have, yeah. they needed thirteen ghosts, yeah, okay. to function.
0: But I that. feel like this one um, in Japan, they probably are like, okay, is our ghost a yurei? Or I mean, obviously it's a yurei, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's a yurei. But it, it's, is is it is that, it a, a vengeful uh, ghost that it, has um, what been That uh, has uh, some some. Uh, wrongdoing that she wants to get even with Mm -hmm. or is it like um, somebody who died while giving birth or somebody who died at sea children also have a particular classification Mm. if you're Mm. if it's a ghost of a child it's called zashiki warashi zashiki warashi yes i'm not going
0: to try
1: that i'm going to (laughs)
2: mature yes
1: yes but but it's interesting that they have subclasses of Ghosts, which makes it interesting enough to consider them as their first episode because that means this, this culture is very rich. It is. Because they even subclass their ghosts. Yeah. So that means they have different um, background and experiences that they attach to that particular ghost. So there is always a story behind. There is, yeah, a reason for a, a spirit to come back and mm-hmm. be a ghost. I know, I love Japan. I know, I like yeah. Japan. It's a culturally very rich country. Yeah. yeah, Like all other countries, of course.
0: Hopefully we get to visit soon.
1: Oh, yeah. I'd like to visit them, but I don't want to see ghosts yeah. anywhere. Honestly, I <laughs> I, know. Yes. I want to see the, the live people. Eat live people. <laughs> I just want
0: to eat their ramen. I'm
1: not or sushi. To... <laughs> and, and also appreciate the whole country. That's, yeah. that's what I really want to see. In Japan. I tried to dig up stories of Yurei. Um, I wanted to find out vengeful ones, but that is so common. We already had two movies of that. So I'm just going to um, pull out one. Is this your favorite one? Uh, from the short stories that I've uh, gathered. Um, and it's because it's about the modern world. It, goes. Mm. it involves taxis in Tokyo. Oh wow. Tokyo is a very busy city and uh, thinking that there are terror taxis or ghosting taxis would be really scary Sweet. because you don't really associate ghosts with a lot of activities uh human activity That's like true. very busy business like um, situations you don't really associate too much on ghosts. So um, Let me share with you what I have read and what I have researched. I hope you find this interesting as I found it interesting. Okay, this is um, actually shared by Zach Davison in his um, website. So I just want to acknowledge that Zach Davison has a a book of uh, different stories, ghost stories in Japan, and this is one of the short stories he has shared in his uh, website. Shout out to Zach. We don't <laughs> know you. Yeah, but thank you so much. <laughs> okay, um, the title is Yuri Taxi. The cab driver knew that the ghosts of Japan were not confined to ancient graveyards and shadow-haunted shrines. Oh, yeah, they have shrines. I forgot. They're,
2: yeah, their cemeteries are like
1: shrines. Yes. Yeah. Any modern resident of the nation's capital, which is Tokyo, mm-hmm excuse me, could tell you that the taxis of Tokyo are more haunted than hearses. And in his own route, took him regularly through open gates to the spirit world. This is a sharing of a cab driver. Mm. There was Sendagaya Tunnel, Sendagaya Tunnel, which winds beneath the cemetery of Senjuin Temple, or the the Shirogane Tunnel, where legend has it that screaming faces are silhouetted against the tunnel's pillars and through which the shinigami, the spirit of the death itself, is said to pass. So that tunnel, I really don't want to go there if I visit Japan.
0: Wait,
2: their faces are on the tunnel? Or is that something you see while you're driving? It's against the tunnel's pillars. So they pass. Is
1: it intentional? No. You could see through it. That's what it says. The silhouetted face. That's scary.
2: So scary, the spirit of the death. I mean, imagine, because we drive regularly. I mean, we live in California, so you you have to drive. You don't take cabs or anything here as much as you could. But imagine driving at night and then going through a tunnel and seeing that. I would probably, I don't know, I'd probably cry.
0: What? You would cry while driving?
2: (laughs) I would cry. I would try not to pass on that tunnel. What if you don't know? Then you'd be just freaked out and you're like, oh my God. And then I would just start crying and then pee myself a (laughs) little. (laughs) Fuck. All
1: of his fellow cabbies could wax a yarn of passengers who got on them disappeared. Or of catching a glimpse of a woman or a child's face in the rearview mirror, and that disappears. Okay, so this particular cab driver has also his own story to tell. It was a stormy autumn night near Ayoyama Cemetery. Of course. I'm sorry. Cemetery, of course.
2: Sorry, if you hear that, we live next to a train track. So sorry. Yeah, it adds to the, you know... Ambience.
0: Ambiance. And if you didn't hear it, then now you
1: know. Yes. Okay. It was in a stormy autumn night near Aoyama Cemetery where he picked up a poor young girl drenched by the rain. It was dark, so he didn't get a look at her face. But she seemed sad, and he figured she had been visiting a recently deceased relative or friend. Yeah, because it was in a cemetery. The address she gave was some distance away, and they drove in silence. A good cabbie doesn't make small talk when picking someone up from a cemetery. It's out of respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the address? The girl didn't get out, but whispered for him to wait a bit. While she started while she stared, excuse me, out the window at a second floor
2: apartment. Okay, that just gave me chills. And I think I know where this is going, but continue. Okay.
1: Ten minutes or so passed as she watched, never speaking, never crying, simply observing a solitary figure move about the apartment. Suddenly, the girl asked to be taken to a New Ashes, this one back near the cemetery Mm
0: -hmm. where
1: he had first picked her up. Mm -hmm. The rain was heavy and the driver focused on the road, leaving the girl to her thoughts. When he arrived at the new address, a modern house in a good neighborhood, the cabbie opened the door and turned around to collect his fare. To his surprise, he found himself staring at an empty back seat. I, I knew it. it! With a deep puddle where the girl had been sitting moments before. I knew it. I had that feeling. It was just weird. Mouth open, he just sat there staring at the vacant seat until a knocking on the window shook him from his reverie. The father of the house, seeing the taxi outside, had calmly walked out, bringing with him the exact charge for the fare. Oh, wow. He explained that the young girl had been his daughter who died in a traffic accident some years ago and was buried in Aoyama Cemetery. From time to time, he said, she hailed a cab and after visiting her old boyfriend's apartment, asked to be driven home. The father thanked the driver for his troubles and sent him on his way. That's really sad. Oh my
0: God, it's sad, but also really creepy, like I have the goosebumps. So I love this really
1: short story because it's a sad story it's a sad story then the the lady she never moved on she visited her boyfriend still and then she came home and then she came back home so um it's it's a it's not a vengeful no scary story but it gives you little creeps also if you're a taxi driver of course you've been driving this sad woman I know trying to
0: mind your own business yes
1: because you're trying to give respect for how she's feeling and the sadness and all that you're trying to be a good driver and then realizing at the end that you'll have picked up a ghost a ghost who's really sad of living her life too early
0: that's so sad so what
1: category would that be as a Yuri
0: I feel like she's just a general Yuri yeah she just, just hasn't moved on
1: yeah she needs to just Move on, and and I guess it's not. And she had a boyfriend, so probably she was hoping to marry that guy. Yeah, and then but then she comes home and she knows that her father would be understanding. Yeah, it's so sad.
2: That is sad.
1: Yeah, but I like this one because, um, it's a modern ghost story. It is, it happens. That's what I really like about it because it happens still during these modern times. Oh, well, so um, any of you have scary versions or creepy versions that you would like to share? Yes. For
0: listeners? I want to go next. Okay. I'm going to jump on that because mine is going to be, like, I, to be honest, it took me a while to find a story that I wanted to do. Be
2: real honest. You found a story that originally, was exactly like Ma's. Originally,
0: I had one um, based off of the unreal that you had, Ma. Um, and it's a story of, I think she is really um, the person who inspired the Grudge movie. If you guys did not know, they ba- I feel like they really based it off of a real person. Wow. Yeah, and her name was Oiwa. And maybe I'll save that story for another episode or whatever, but she is basically an unvio, a real vengeful spirit. Um, So I got rid of that story because I got whiff from Ate that your story was you raise in general. So I was like, okay, I have to change my story, Um, which is okay because I read Oiwa's story and I was so creeped out because there were some forewarnings there about... You know if you talk about her or whatever so i'm just gonna stop mentioning her name from here on out because i'm really scared i want to have a nice sleep tonight yeah and we don't have any sage at home so uh, we don't <laughs>
2: ex- sage at all.
0: Ex- we don't sage at all um but so but my, we do pray we do pray yes uh so my story i finally found um there's about like 40 urban legends f- all across japan and it's really hard to pick one and it was really hard for me to find one um, that didn't have a warning at the end. Like, oh, if you read this, you would, this would happen to you. So after the first time I read Oiwa's story, sorry, I said I was going to stop mentioning her. Stop it! Okay, I'm stopping. Um, I came across a couple of these stories. Um, and this one I found particularly interesting okay. because, I'll get into that. Um, my story is about the Himuro Mansion Haunting. Okay. okay. Is it in a particular place in Japan? We'll get to that. Um, so, the Himuro Mansion haunting, occurred, according to urban legend, it lies just beyond the city of Tokyo. Um, it is one of the most haunted locations in all of Japan. And the exact location of the Himuro Mansion, um, or it is sometimes known as the Himikrio Mansion, mm-hmm. Um, is widely unknown, but the legend puts the mansion in a rocky region just beyond the city limits of Tokyo. Oh, so you're outside of Tokyo now. Outside of Tokyo. Well, Japan is sort of a big island. It is. Um, And so the mansion is said to have been home to one of the most gruesome murders in modern Japanese history. So is this a real story? Supposedly.
1: It's a real story that happened a long time ago. Supposedly. Oh, so Um, that would have on your ghosts. Maybe. If it has a
0: gruesome murder, you know. It could be possible. Um, So local lore has it that for generations, the Himuro family had participated in a strange, twisted Shinto ritual known as the Strangling Ritual. In order to seal off bad karma from within the earth, every half century or so. If I get that right, so they strangle each other. No. Okay. Good guess, but no. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be like that's a big what the fuck. Yeah.
2: What's wrong with their family? Kind of concept is that.
0: No, you guys, it's gonna get really, really bad and really fucked up from here on out. Okay. okay go ahead. So, the most popular version of the tale states that bad karma would emerge each December, other versions simply say toward the end of the year, from a portal on the mansion's grounds. So, in order to prevent this, get this, a maiden was chosen at birth by the master of the household and isolated from the outside world in order to prevent her from developing any ties to the outside world, which would in turn jeopardize the effect of the ritual. So I did a little bit more research on that part, and what they mean by a maiden was chosen at birth, they're choosing a family member
2: So one of their within children. their
0: family. Yeah, so, so because it's a mansion, so they're probably rich, and there's probably a lot of himuros. And then, if somebody you know gave birth to a baby girl, I think that they would take that baby girl and raise her in the mansion. That's interesting. Okay, all right, that's not fair for the child. I know no, it's, it's not. not. So this is the actual ritual. Okay, so on the day of the strangling ritual, the maiden was bound by ropes on her ankles wrists and neck the ropes were attached to teams of oxen or horses to rip her limbs from her body quartering her oh my My god God. i knew it i'm telling you this is really fucked up story what the fuck so it's not i wish it was just the strangling then. i know (laughs) i know well and then the ropes used to bind her um, would then be soaked in her blood and laid over the gateway of the portal. They believed that this would seal off the portal for another half century until the ritual had to be repeated. So it's sort of like how in Western culture they always sacrifice um, the virgin. virgin. So it seems like that's, that's kind of what I mean. That's kind of what it's like, What what they're trying to do. So I, I would like to just go back. So this is just... In one family, one
1: family, a, a weird kind of family.
0: Yeah, I feel like it. They feel like it's their task to to keep the bad karma at bay because the portal's mm. in their mansion.
2: No offense, that's kind of fucked up. There. I know. Who so
0: invented even that
1: kind of theory that detect <laughs> the, the entire.
0: That, I don't know. Maybe it's just they thought it, the karma would be among their family, so they had to really just save their family.
1: Oh, okay, so it's basically just their family that's gonna be protected when they do this. They don't care or give a shit about the other people in the entire nation.
0: Well, it doesn't really say in the story if the karma would be, you know, a nationwide thing. It could have been just their little family or whatever if they're their curse. Well, anyways, during the last recorded strangling ritual, it is said that the maiden had fallen in love with a man who tried to save her from the ritual. This created both a physical and psychic tie to the earth. Um, Physical, that means they got it on? It doesn't say, and I'm hoping they didn't, because then that would have been like the Himuro family who have been doing this for centuries means that they fucked up and trying to Keep her away from the outside world. Um, well, anyways, I hope... They
1: didn't
2: do a good job.
0: I hope they didn't get... probably one of the workers who, uh, the
1: maintenance...
0: Doing maintenance stuff. Probably. And saw the beautiful maiden. So, this bond tainted her blood and spirit and ruined the ritual altogether. Upon learning of the maiden's love, the master took up his sword and brutally murdered all of his family members before finally, in fear of what would soon happen, fell upon his own blade. So this is the basis of the haunting of the Himuro Mansion. And local legend has it that these souls of the murdered family wander the mansion attempting to repeat the failed ritual using whomever enters the abandoned building. Blood splashes on the walls are reportedly seen as if they were flicked from the blade of a sword that had recently sliced through flesh. Many have reported seeing spirits and apparitions dressed completely in white, rinsing cloths and preparing the grounds for the ritual. And this is why I chose this story. (coughs) Interest in the Hemoro Mansion has peaked due to its inclusion in the backstory of the popular game, Fatal Frame. What's oh. that? It's like a game. It's a horror game. Is it on a computer? I think it's on a computer, or it might also be on the PlayStation.
2: We need to buy it. I don't want to buy it. I want to buy it. I don't. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it, and I'm going to let everybody know what happened. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> well, anyways, you, know you, you you better not play in this I know. What are you talking about? I own the TV. I own my PlayStation. I can play it whenever I want to. Not in this house. I pay pay rent. But Um, not in this house. Anyways,
0: here is a quote from Makoto Shibata. He's the chief producer of Fatal Frame regarding the legend. In an area outside Tokyo, there lies a mansion in which it's said seven people were murdered in a grisly manner. On the same property, There lie three detached residences that surround the mansion, all of which are rumored to have ties to the mansion's troubled past. It is said that there is an underground network of tunnels that lay beneath the premises, but nobody knows who made these tunnels or what purpose they served, and many inexplicable phenomena have been reported occurring on the property. Like, bloody handprints have been found splattered all over the walls. Spirits have been spotted on the premises, even in broad daylight. Um, And then they say that there's a narrow stairway that leads to an attic where a spirit-sealed talisman is rumored to be locked away. Men have sought this talisman, only to be found later with their bodies broken and rope marks around their wrists. There's a crumbling old statue of a woman in a kimono, but its head is missing. And if you take a photo of a certain window, a young girl can be seen in the developed picture. And these incidents have provoked fear in the people of Tokyo, and many believe that those who live near this area will become cursed. The deaths of those seven people are unexplained to this day. So now the question is, from where I got this, did any of this really happen?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to know.
0: Was this documented? Was the police reports? Probably Probably not. When was this
2: done? And really quickly, what was with the talisman?
0: Why are people looking for that talisman? I don't know. What does it do? I don't know. Um, The core lore of this legend is also its silver bullet. If such a grisly murder did occur, sources put this between 30 to 80 years ago, in such recent times, where is the record? It is un—it is highly unlikely that no police station or newspaper have records of this mass murder taking place just outside of Tokyo. Um, and regarding the mystery of the location, some believers have offered the notion that the Himuro family has once again taken ownership of the mansion and is currently living there but that conflicts with the legend in that all family members were supposedly murdered and the first 100 rounds of events witnessed on the property by locals and researchers. Um, And another peculiarity of the note is that Tecmo advertised the game in North America with a tagline based on a true story, but without it on the original Japanese release. Because of this, some have theorized that the entire legend was fabricated by the game developers. But then again, this legend has been around before the Fatal Frame um, game was released.
2: So, nobody can really account for whether it's true or not.
0: Nobody can. (coughs) But um, something was interesting because I tried to find more details about Mm -hmm. the story. And I don't know if it's true. Some people just make it up on the internet. Um, But there was a folklorist named Ryozo Munakata who moved in to this mansion with his family to study it. But he and his family disappeared, supposedly killed by the mansion's curse. And then years later, Junsei Takamine and his research team went to investigate the mansion for Takamine's newest work and they also disappeared. Uh, Which led another guy named Mafuyu Hinasaki to the mansion in search of them, where he, too, disappeared. Oh my god. And then his younger sister, Miko Hinasaki, um, then arrives at the mansion and breaks the mansion's curse to rescue her brother. So I don't know. I'm a little iffy on those parts, you know, um, that people came there and and then tried to... Rescue. um, Rescue, because, first of all, how... How did she rescue them? How did she break the curse? How did they know where the mansion's located? Um, All of these things. Um, And also, I found another thing. um, In the ill-fated paranormal searcher's 2009 investigation, during several cell phone conversations, Dr. Matt Adler had mentioned he had uncovered correspondence linking a one Miyuki Ishikawa, to Himuro Mansion. So Miyuki, if you remember, is the sister that of her, the last. Who, <coughs> who broke the curse to save her brother. Yes. Yeah. Um, to Himuro Mansion. And that she had lived briefly in Himuro before moving to Thailand and then finally to Venice, Louisiana. Ooh.
2: Uh-huh. She in,
0: this area. in a strange coincidence, Doctor Matt Adler, the leader of the two thousand nine paranormal searchers team, had made that year an announcement that he had discovered the location of Hinura Mansion and had earlier that year, which this is the year two thousand nine, conducted an investigation there. And then, in later two thousand nine, Doctor Matt Adler and his team investigating Stewart House in Venice, Louisiana, were listed as missing. <gasps> Yes. So anyone... They never came back? Nope. So I guess anyone who tries to find the Himura Mansion...
1: Gets lost in gets it.
0: Gets lost in it. But then it's weird because why Why didn't the girl... What's her name? Um, because Miyuki? she's a girl. Yeah, Miyuki.
1: I think because she's a girl. She, The first person who broke the, the whole ritual was a girl oh. who fell in love.
0: Oh, that's true. Oh! that's so true. I never thought of it that way. And now Interesting.
1: she's Interesting. trying to break the curse. She's also a girl. Yeah. So she was able to break it. But whoever goes back there, all of those names are all male names. And so they get lost. So
0: yeah. wait,
2: was she able to save her brother? So did she get her brother
0: back? I don't know. It doesn't say it. I well, mean, she but just she survive?
1: Broke... Yeah. So I that tried means to do she wasn't research. trapped in it. So that means only a woman probably can destroy that cycle.
0: So I try to do more research, but to no avail. So there are, there is absolutely no um, solid proof for the rumors that these people went there and tried to do this and that and that they went missing. There's just, it's impossible. Uh, I mean, it's not impossible. I'm just saying that there's no documentation or anything, anything solid. Except that the, um,
2: the last paranormal group to go... Was listed missing.
0: Yes, but then, then again, I tried to do a research on a Dr. Matt Adler. And, and you couldn't find I couldn't cases. find anything on him, and I couldn't find anything on his group, the Paranormal Searchers. So mm-hmm. I don't know if and it's not true. that long ago. Yeah, two thousand nine is not that long ago. It's like almost ten, like nine years ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I couldn't find anything. So I don't know if it's true or people just rode on the back of the popularity Mm -hmm. of the game and how it brought up the urban legend and they were like oh okay yeah so some people were trying to find it and then you know but anyways i thought it was a very Very interesting interesting story story and very scary (laughs) yeah it's very gruesome when i read it but
1: i could understand um stories that would have emanated from Japan that we have something like that because they do believe in curses too and they do have that also and they they, they handle it according to how they believe it should be handled. So yeah. it's very interesting to see that there is that kind of story in Japan. I'm sure somewhere out across the world there is a similar family having the same curse and and doing whatever they need, rituals and all of that in their own manner or way, but we haven't discovered that because we're just focusing on the...
0: And maybe in the future we can talk about these Shinto rituals because it's just one of the rituals, but I think there are more because I did a little bit of research on that too. So there's a little bit more on those rituals and these rituals are looking forward to Japan part two because these Shinto rituals are supposedly banned.
2: Really? Yes. In Japan now? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't know when it's. it's Probably
1: because it involves sacrificing um, an innocent person. So we'll find
0: more about that on Japan episode number two whenever it comes out. Yes. Yes. That was was part two. Part two, not episode (laughs) That's just a play to keep you guys listening. Listen listen more.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways, so I guess it's my turn. Yes. Um, so this story I have, I actually read this on, um, 9gag. It's similar to Reddit for other people.
0: I just want to say, um, I already know your story and your story does not originate from 9gag. It originates from Reddit. Um, there is a section on Reddit called No Sleep and that is where... If you guys ever want to know any creepy story, or if you want to research, or you just don't want to sleep and you want to find out something creepy, there is a Reddit subsection, or like it's called Red um, No Sleep. And then there's just so many good stories out there. I spend my days um, reading off there. So go ahead with your story. Sorry. First off, you are creepy as fuck because
2: who wants to spend their days <laughs> reading scary shit? <laughs> I why? Don't know. <laughs> why? I, it's really I don't know. Okay. For the person who cannot sleep at night. I share a room with her so I know she can't sleep at night when she reads or watches scary movies or horror movies. I don't know why you do that to yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: the pass time.
1: Okay. And, yeah, but, really and then you, you don't, And then you, you can't lose, sleep. You can't sleep. And then you lose sleep. And then the following day, you'll not be functioning well because you have not rested well. And
0: then I do the same thing all over again that day. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so how I heard of this story was through 9Gag because I, I love 9Gag. It's an app. You download it. I guess you can download Reddit too, but I'm just too lazy to do that. But anyway, so... When I first read it, I just read the story. So I went to research more about it because if it's a legit Asian, I'm sorry, if it was a legit Japanese urban legend, Mm -hmm. there's no like concrete information on it. So it might just be like this story that originated from Reddit, basically. Mm -hmm. But I did find some information and I found it on like, um. Of Wikipedia, like villains, wik- Wikia, or something like that. <laughs> this is weird. Of course. So, anyways, this story that I'm about to say uh, tell is about the eight feet tall woman, or she's also called the Hachi shakusama Hachi. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I butcher names like left and right. Hachi Sa, Hachi shakusama. Um, She is supposedly a a Japanese demon that takes the form of an impossibly tall female specter, often said to have a deep, masculine voice, in which she repeats the interjection, Po. So, like, Po, Po, Po.
0: Okay, let's not do that. Yeah,
2: (laughs) To make it (laughs) less scary, you can just imagine, like, the guy from, um, Jack, who Jack Black, uh, Black plays in, um, Kung Fu Panda? The panda. Oh, he's po.
0: Poe, yeah. Yeah, so now
2: you can imagine that when she says Poe, Po, Po.
0: No, I'm not going to imagine no. that because it's going to turn Jack Black into a horror character. What the
2: fuck? <laughs> 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 What's wrong with you? Anyways, so she says that repeatedly, and she has a habit of preying on children. Um, she can vary from either a withered hag or an attractive woman, yet is always in- human in terms of height. While her appearance varied between accounts, most eyewitnesses have stated that she dressed in white summer dresses and with a wide-brimmed hat. Um, Oh, so so she's fashionable. She is apparently fashionable. I don't even carry any of that stuff. (laughs) Anyways, um, she attacks children and does not bother with adult prey. This is said to be due to the fact that children are still dependent on older family members, which eight feet tall that's the English name, can mimic in order to lure her victims away. Mm. Um, she appears to be very similar to numerous other Japanese demons in the fact she usually is seen dressed in white with long black hair and always is female. This may have something to do with ancient Japanese folklore, having female ghosts that often t- sought revenge on the living or grew malicious after death, which is... Onryo! Onryo! This same legend inspired fictional monsters like the Girl from the Ring or the Grudge. So I'm just going to read the story. Um, I had to look for it again. I couldn't find it on Nangag, but someone else uh, posted it on their online um, uh, website. So basically, um, on August 26, 2008, a very strange story was posted to a website in Japan. So this person saying that they found this story in Japan or a website in Japan Mm -hmm. by a user named... V F T Y J T R N O. Okay. Describing a bizarre series of events that started in their childhood around the year 1998, and then the person actually translated this from Japanese into English. So it's he's saying that this is his rough um, interpretation of the words. So he said that his father's family home was just a little (coughs) sorry, excuse me, was just a little under two hours away by car from where they lived. In a small village surrounded by farmland, He often stayed with his grandparents during summer vacation and winter breaks from school and they were always happy to play with him. But the last time he visited them was over 10 years ago. So from 2008 that was probably now it's 20 years mm-hmm. so 20 years ago and he was in his third year of high school so he was a junior. It was his spring break, and he had been invited to visit, and since the weather was good, he rode his bike out of the house. Mm -hmm. After he got there, it was a little cold, so he stretched out for a moment in the uh, warm, sunny spot off of the road. Then he heard something strange. Po-po, po-po-po, po-po. It wasn't a mechanical noise. It just sounded strange, but human. He looked to see where the noise was coming from and saw a white hat peeking over the top of the hedge. Mm -hmm. The hat moved along to, break, to a break in the hedge, and that's where he saw it was being worn by a woman with a white dress. She had to be tall, though. The hedge was over two meters high, which was six feet. But before he could really think much about this, the woman was gone, and appeared to have dis- disappeared. The strange sound was gone, too. At the time, he guessed that the person's apparent height had to been due to either wearing very tall platform shoes, or that had been a man dressed up like a woman, <laughs> which is basketball odd. player. He could be a basketball player. Hey, what's my uh, what's that guy's name? Yao Ming. Yes, what is Yao Ming's height? Isn't he like seven foot tall or something? Yeah, yeah. So it's not impossible. Anyways, a little Yao Ming's mama. <laughs> Apparently, he's Japanese. <laughs> Anyways, a little while later, he was having tea with his grandma and his grandpa. Then he mentioned the strange person he had seen, which he thought was a transvestite. No hate on transvestites, but he just thought so. Uh, Anyways, um, uh, as an afterthought, he mentioned the strange po-po-po noise. And that's when his grandparents panicked. His grandpa suddenly showered him with questions like, When did you see this? How much taller than the fence? Did they look at you? And he answered as quickly as he asked, then rushed to the phone in the hallway, shutting the sliding door so he couldn't hear the call. So his grandpa went into, like, question mode and then, like, disappeared to go
0: make a phone call.
2: Apparently. Then the room was very quiet. His grandma smiled a little bit but was trembling for some reason. Then his grandpa came back and told him he would be staying for the night. He had to admit that he didn't understand what the fuss was about and asked what was so bad about the strange woman. Mm-hmm. Then his grandpa said, Grandma can tell you. He then looked at her and said that he was going to pick <laughs> up someone named k or Mr. K, or Mrs. K, and then he left. In a, sh- a shaky voice, grandma said, his grandma said, It seems that Hachisaku-sama has been, become interested in you, but we shouldn't worry. And grandpa is making arrangements. Then, um, after a little time, She mentioned that Hachi Shaku-sama was not a person. She was some sort of monster, and she was named as such because of her height. Eight, Shaku means Japanese foot, about 11.9 inches tall. Hachi, eight again, and then Shaku, which means foot, and then Sama means person.
0: Okay, so they broke down where the name came from.
2: And then her appearance could often change, and sometimes would be young or old but she would always be abnormally tall and would always have a creepy laugh. Oh, Let's nah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Once Shachi Shakuma-sama, sorry, I butchered <laughs> that name so bad, took an interest in a the person. They were hunted to the death in just a few days, and the last known victim had been 15 years prior. That just oh, gave me another chills. Way. I read this at night, and this freaks me out. So, um, Good thing
0: you're no longer children.
2: I know, thank the Lord.
0: But this kid didn't even seem like he was young, young. He was a junior in high school. Well, J- Japan has a different way.
2: Oh, they... Well, they don't
0: have um, middle school either? I don't, I don't know.
2: know. They Did just they... have a different way of um, school compared to here. Well,
0: if they didn't have middle school, then they would have been like, what, 14, 15? So, Probably.
2: Yeah. So pretty so, young. So still young. Yeah. Anyways, you learned that um, the Hachishakusama was supposed to be trapped in a shrine near the village, having been sealed in by four statues of Jizo. A protective deity of children, each placed to the north, south, east, and west of the structure. The village had some sort of agreement with its neighboring villages, wherein they were given some advantages to make up for the fact they had to watch over the mock the monster. For example, they got first priority on water use. Um, blah 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 blah. Since it had been over a dozen years since sh- since the last um, victim victim, um, he they would have to wonder if the old men in those villages thought it was still a good agreement but nobody really questioned it i mean if it's legit then what yeah. the fuck anyways he couldn't believe what was he was being told but then his grandpa returned with a very old lady kaysan or that who it was sorry i got lost so kaysan came she handed him a small paper charm and told him to hold on to it then she told her grandpa his grandpa to go upstairs and they were preparing for something um, he wanted to use the restroom, his grandma wouldn't let him go by himself, so she let, left the door open while he was <sighs> using the facilities, um, and that's when he finally started to understand how grave and serious the situation was. Yeah. So then he was led up to a bedroom, there was only a single window in the room, and it had been covered with newspaper, which had a charm like the one he was holding, asphyxiated on them, so they were like stuck with charms on each side yeah. of the newspaper. And then each corner was a small pile of morishio, which is sacred salt. And they had also set up a small wooden box with a statue of Buddha on it. Then he was told that he would have to stay until 7 in the morning and couldn't leave until no matter what. They even gave him a little bucket to pee in. Mm. Which is... Fine. A bed yeah. pad. Yeah. Then his grandpa made it clear that neither he nor grandma would talk to him until 7 in the morning. Kasan told him to keep the charm on him and to pray to Buddha if he got scared. He had a bed and a TV in the room, and Grandma had left him snacks. He tried to watch some TV, but couldn't really pay attention, and he wasn't hungry either, so he just ended up sleeping, wrapped himself in the sheets, and then fell asleep. The next thing he remembers was waking up to a late-night show on the TV. His watch said it was around 1 a.m., and he heard something tapping on the glass of the window. He tried to ignore it, but it was being very persistent. He had, um... uh, drank some tea and a snack and then turned up the tv to drown out the tapping then he heard his grandpa calling from the hall are you all right it's okay for you to come out if you're too scared he he started to the door automatically but stopped himself as he remembered how insistent his grandpa had told him that he wouldn't talk to him until seven Mm -hmm. then i heard him again it's okay come here (laughs) <laughs> if you guys could see them they're like literally shaking their hands and like no, no. Um, and then he, he wanted it to be his voice but somehow he knew it wasn't he had goosebumps all over him and noticed that the salt in the corner was getting darker Ugh. he dropped in front of the Buddha passed me the charm in both hands and started praying for help then he heard the sound po 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 the tapping on the window started again louder than before and more insistent then a definite a definite hand slapped the window despite the fact that he was on the second floor ah, fuck. He did the only thing he could do and he kept praying to Buddha It was a long night he didn't remember much other than praying until he heard news on the TV. He looked over and the morning clock on the news screen showed that it was 7:13 a.m um, thank God he survived yes. Then the tapping had stopped, the voice was gone, and the salts in the corner were almost black. He gingerly opened the door, and his grandma and k were both looking worried, but were there. His grandmother in tears told him that things were going to be okay.
0: Hmm.
2: He, they went downstairs, and then he found his father waiting, alongside with his grandpa and some other people. They, his grandfather told him that they needed to drive off, and then that's where he found like a number of men standing around a van. His grandpa's car was in front of the van, and his father's was behind it. He was seated in the middle of the van with eight of men's, uh, eight men sitting around him, one to each side, and then three in front and three in back. One more man took to the driver's seat, and Keisan took the passenger side of the front. He was told to keep his eyes closed and his face pointed down. And then Keisan told him, You are the only one who can see Hachishaku-sama, so don't look at her. They, then their convoy started off slowly at first. He th- he thought that they traveled probably 20 km- kilometers. I don't know how many miles that is, but it's pretty far. <laughs> Sorry, it has no translation. on took uh miles. Um, but they traveled 20 kilometers before k warned him that things were about to get hard. Then she started to chant phrases in um, that sounded Buddhist. And then he heard the laugh again. Po-po-po, po-po, po She's still there. She is still there. She, he clutched the charm to his chest and kept his head down. But he couldn't resist taking a quick quick peek at the window. Why? Oh
0: goodness. What is wrong it's with him? Children. What the fuck? Just keep your head down. Um, and that's
2: when he knew it was a big mistake. All <laughs> I can imagine in my head is like those YouTube videos. And that's when he realized he, he fucked, fucked up. up. Oh my god. <laughs> Ugh. Anyways, he could see a white dress, and it appeared stationary <coughs> to the car's window, even though he knew they were moving very fast at that point. The figure moved as fast, and then it started lowering its head to the window. He gasped, and the man next to him told him to shut his eyes, and he did, tightly.
0: Thank God. The-
2: <laughs> Why is he so <laughs> wide-headed? It's I know. It's so
0: frustrating.
2: Though no one else could see... We're just going to call her eight feet tall, because I can't keep saying this name. I'm going to keep Okay. So the, although no one could see eight foot tall woman, they all heard what happened next. The tapping. He doesn't know, but the tapping started on every window in the van all at the same time. Oh he doesn't know how long it lasted, but over time it started to fade. case had stopped chanting by that time as well and eventually said that she felt that they were safe. So the cars all pulled over. His father and his grandfather thanked all the men who assisted. And it turned out all, that all of them had been related to him. So they're like his uncles or Cousins that he's never seen before in life and stuff like that. Oh,
0: my God.
2: Then Grandpa and K-San had hoped to confuse... Oh, that's the reason why his grandfather wasn't there. It's was because they, he wanted to grab all these um, family members so that they could confuse eight-foot-tall women because they share all the blood, but they he's she's not sure... Which one is which? Yeah.
0: Which one was the one that
2: she wanted? Yeah. So she he had to stay overnight because that's what his grandfather was just doing. Anyways, k asked... Uh, her him to show her the charm which he had almost forgotten because he was still holding and it had to almost turn entirely black. Then Kaesang, uh commented, it should be all right now but just in case and she handed him another charm. Um, he drove home with his father and during the drive he, his father told him that one of his friends when he was young had been taken by the eight foot tall so uh, his father's friend was actually the last victim uh, oh, 15 ago mm-hmm.
0: oh my god i have so much chills like i know i size. still have chills
2: anyways um his grandpa and the neighbors uh delivered his bike later to him um after talking to his grandpa on the phone he found out that uh obviously it wasn't his grandfather outside of the room it was like the damn monster and that um Eight-foot-tall woman targets teens and children. So, if the monster speaks with a familiar relative's voice, the victim would normally come to it willingly. And he almost forgotten about that after ten years. Um, they also found out that one of the jizo statues that was blocking it had broken off, so that's why she was able to come out. Come oh,
0: out because it wasn't
2: from it. wasn't blocking it. <laughs> and then, um, and then the statue that was broken lined up with the road leading to their home, so that's why oh. she passed through there. Anyways, two years ago, I guess, 2006 for this person, his grandpa died, um, and it was, and he wasn't allowed to attend the funeral, because they, actually, I forgot, I think I skipped a part where he actually flew away, and now he actually lives in the States. Oh. Yeah, so he flew away, he, he's no longer allowed to live in Japan. Um, Why? Because she could come back for him.
0: But, but now that he's an adult, not anymore, right? Or still?
2: Just, wait, let me finish Okay. This So anyways, his grandfather died, he was not allowed to attend, and he tried to tell himself that after all the superstition, he could still hear that sound. Po-po-po-po.
0: Ah!
2: So, um, oh no, this is not the one I actually see. Anyways, there's another one I found where the story continues, and after he moved away, he was talking to his grandmother on the phone, and his grandma said, well, you know... Why don't you come visit? It's been a while. I'm, I'm dying of cancer or something like that. I think
0: that's the one that I read too. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she was
2: saying that she was dying of cancer and then he brought up, but well, what about the eight-foot-tall woman? And then it starts saying, po, 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 po. Ah! And, then, and that's where it ends. Um. So he was actually talking to that.
0: Yeah, apparently. So that so, she really just can't move on from him
2: then. I guess not. It's so the they weren't
0: got- able to chop her back into the... I guess not. It doesn't say... I wonder how they were able to do it in the first place. <laughs> they should and have I wonder who broke it. And then, and then um, made sure that
1: um, the statue or whatever that protected that got broken should have been fixed.
2: So anyways, um, basically from this website, um, there's no indication that it's a legit story. But um, it is most likely an internet legend from Japan. Mm. So I'm not completely sure if it's a real you know, urban legend, but I mean it pretty much is now because a lot of people have talked about it and especially since it's been posted since two thousand eight. It's been ten years and I still see it around the internet. So Yeah. And that's a very interesting story. It's a very
0: scary story. It's very creepy. And when I
2: read this I thought it was just gonna be something funny in the middle of the night and then I freaked myself out.
0: You know what I think I didn't read it. I might have listened to it on YouTube. Which you are known for? Yeah, when the the there are YouTubers who read stories that they found on um, Reddit. Ooh. So I think that was the one. So um, all the stories
1: are very very interesting. Yeah, they really gave me an idea of how rich the culture of Japan is.
2: Oh yeah, um,
1: they're very spiritual and they have all this really crazy also (laughs) stuff (laughs) stuff like the shinto rituals and um of course i'm sure there is a version of that in some other part of the world and also demons like Mm -hmm. all others there is always a demon
2: um in any kind of culture i think for her i would probably compare her to like the boogeyman yeah but the boogeyman stops when you become older Yeah, this, but this, this one seems not
1: up. successful. It's a, it's like she zoned in into this one soul, and he's like, "I want you she because, because you never stop." Yeah, 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 she'll yeah never probably stop. No. to the death. That's what yeah. they it said. To she'll the death. she'll take this soul to the death, hunt the death. Yeah. So she has she has not been successful, and he grew up and and become an adult, but she's she was. I guess death, I mean so I wouldn't
0: go back to J- Japan either
1: i know well fuck
0: that <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, I was i'll, I'll, same I'll same just bring my that.
1: grandma here
0: yeah i want to travel and come yeah because she probably here. won't be able to travel the thing that's that the is world. another
1: question that we need man
0: to... i don't i wish she can't yeah. fucking travel because that just makes it that's really demon scary. demons have no boundaries true
1: well like no, like I, the I, grudge i would like to think <laughs> that she's
0: just there where she's where she is so do you <laughs> want to visit japan yeah, I'm not, I'm not a child anymore, I'm not a teenager.
2: Then <laughs> so you just watch out for
1: fashionable demons, I'm not, wearing white, green hats. I'm not going hats. to,
0: um, not gonna, I don't know, go to the outskirts of Japan. And,
2: that's where you find more culture, though. I know,
0: but then that's <laughs> where you find more horrors. Like, you well, know, remember, don't forget the first story I shared. a
1: Taxis. In, in Tokyo, and they ride taxis. <sighs> Sure. No. I'm we'll sure just... the ghost will not share with you on the taxi. So If, you, if, you want...
0: if, if it's already <laughs> occupied, it's probably like,
2: oh, uh, my bad. I can't get it.
0: So anyways, what are we going to do <laughs> for our next
2: episode? I don't know. I was thinking Thailand.
0: That would be very
1: interesting, too. That's a very rich culture as well. I remember different... you guys used to watch like
0: a lot of horror movies on Thailand. Thailand yes.
1: is very scary so, um, um, ghost
0: movies. If anyone is looking for a Thai movie recommendation of horror, I recommend Forbia. It's four stories in one movie. All of them are equally um, funny. I mean, not funny, sorry. Scary. But my my bad. I'm not recommending a horror movie, but then calling it funny. But there is one particular um, short in that movie that's funny. And I think it makes it worth a watch because it's a really... um, Anyways, just watch it. Forvia. Yeah. My recommendation for Thai movies
2: are uh, is Shudder, not the American remake because that was just ugly. I'm so sorry. Americans really don't know how to make good or remake good Asian horror movies. It's just, I don't know the translation. It's not the same.
0: It yeah. doesn't give the same feeling.
2: The translation um, is
0: just totally different. It just doesn't work.
2: But. Watch the original Thai one because that gave me nightmares. I swear, uh, just yeah. even yeah. that. The NBC greatest scene.
0: plot twist in all of history of horror movies. I feel Shudder is a really good film.
2: So we'll, we'll that, so we come come to an agreement. We'll do Thailand. Thailand next in our next
1: episode. Yes. Yes.
2: But mm-hmm. if you do have something to share with us, you can email us um, at whispers from unit102 at gmail.com, and that's Whispers from unit 102 at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at whispersunit102, and we also have a Facebook page. Um, give me a minute.
0: Whispers from what, Unit 102. 102. 102. Um, yes. So we're all, we're all over social media. Um, if you have any stories you'd like to share, if you have recommendation on what countries to do next, just email us at whispers from unit102 at gmail.com. Please send us your stories. I would love to read them. Um, Ate and I are thinking of doing minisodes, um, reading off of your stories. And take note, I said Ate I. So for the minisodes, our mom will not be there.
2: Yeah. And just for clarification people might not understand why she calls me Ate. It's it's a Filipino thing. It's just a, a sign of respect.
0: Yes. For older sisters, older sisters. Yes. Um so don't get confused. I'm so Aisha. <laughs> yes. Um so please 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 um email us. Um follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook. Um if you have any comments, suggestions, anything for us to improve, let us know. We will definitely, we'll take time to read those and we'll take it to um, heart and we'll try to improve. Um, but this has been Whispers from Unit 102. I'm Janika. I'm Aisha. And I'm Cecilia. And um,
1: we'll, we'll hope to hear. Um, present you and see <laughs> you I want to say, time. I will
0: see you in the next episode, but we're, we don't really see each other. But um, catch you in the next episode. Exactly. Bye. Bye. Bye.